Father, we do rejoice in the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. God, that he has the power to break every chain, to set every captive free. God, the power to redeem. God, the power to rescue us from the snares of the enemy. Rescue us from the the eternity separated from you. He can rescue us. He's paid the price. We just thank you in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we invite you to have your way now as we look into your word and we hear the message that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be, de- may be seated. And the Victory for Kids c- classes, the little kids are dismissed. And as they're going, <clears throat> I forgot to introduce myself. I've been gone so many weeks, I had people asking me who I was. My name's Mike. I'm one of the pastors here. And it's great to be back. You know, it's, I visited another church last week up in the Brainerd-Baxter area. You know, it's just, I felt like the Wizard of Oz. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. It's just good to be back. So this morning, we're really blessed. Some of you may have been at the Friday Night Lights event up at Marshall this week and, and heard our brother speak. Uh, our brother Gerald Mayhem and his wife Phyllis, um, you'll hear some of his testimony and his story, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time in an introduction, but uh, Ken Danielowski, who attends church here whenever he's not in Pennsylvania, has known him for years and years, and we've been blessed in the short time he's been with us, and we just are so excited for what he has to share and the impartation that he's going to deliver. So... With that, brother, if you'd come forward and have your way and give him a welcome as he comes from Washington, D.C. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Mike. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on, put your hands together. Give Jesus Christ a big round of applause. Come on. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is King. Jesus is alive. Jesus is faithful. Jesus Christ will never leave us or forsake us. Truly, this is a day that the Lord has made, a day that we will rejoice and be glad in it. So good to be standing on holy grounds and feel the presence of an almighty God. I want to thank God so much for Victory Christian Church. This is a church that loves God, and I want to say here from the bottom of my heart, you're truly blessed to have Pastor Mike as your senior pastor, him and his lovely wife, Sister Cindy. Would you put your hands together and give God some praise for the great... Shepherd, glory to God, glory to God. Man after God's heart walks in the spirit of God and listens to the voice of God. All the pastoral staff, we appreciate you all so much. And the praise team was just so awesome, did an awesome job. And I looked over my wife, I said, man, I'd like to have them on the road with me full time just to leave worship, amen. I was preaching in a church way down in Virginia one day and I told the pastor, I said, man, I'm going to take that worship team and all your cooks who are going to travel with me all over the world. And he said, Brother Mahan, the scriptures say thou shalt not kill, but if you bother my praise team and my cooks, I'm going to hurt you. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. So did a great job. It's good to have you in a church where you can feel the presence of an almighty God. We thank God this morning for a dear friend of mine, him and his lovely wife, uh, Pastor Ken Daniel Austin, his lovely wife, Sister Lorette, made a big impact in my life 27 years ago. And I appreciate them and their friendship and their love towards us. And we love them very much. Amen. 
Amen. Thank God for my lovely wife that's with me once again. A man that finds a wife of the Lord finds a good thing. And I appreciate my lovely wife. One pastor asked me one time, he said, Brother Mayhem, will your wife be traveling with you? I said, man, she's like the American Express. I don't leave home without that girl. <laughs> Come on, church. Glory to God. Glory to God. I met Phyllis in the seventh grade. I'm from a little small town in West Virginia. I met Phyllis in the seventh grade, and she was one of those nice little cheerleaders on the sideline. And my God, I thought I was Michael Jordan. Come on, somebody. My God, I didn't have Air Nikes on. I had PF Flyers on. Anybody know what I'm talking about? If your, if your ankle went over, everything went over with it. Amen. I was in the seventh grade, weighed 99 pounds, and I'd be dribbling that ball all down between my legs, and I would look over at Phyllis, and she would have them pom-poms on and them bells and them tennis shoes, and she'd be on that sideline, and she had a yell just like this. She would say, Gerald, Gerald, he's my man. He can't do it. Nobody can. Oh, to God. Man, I didn't care why I was on that court. I was shooting that jumper. Amen. I could hear my mother saying, take him out, take him out, take him out. But I wanted to make her too, amen. But I thank God today for my lovely wife. But you're looking at a man here that made some terrible mistakes at an early age. I got rebellious. My father was a coal miner in a little small town in West Virginia. And there I got rebellious and I began to drink alcohol. And my life was messed up for many years. Uh, we married, Phyllis and I got married. Uh, we moved on to Washington, D.C. And not knowing what hard drugs was about, I was drafted into the military and went off to Vietnam. And there in Vietnam, I walked Point 11B10 Infantry. I was wounded there twice with two purple hearts. And there I got introduced to marijuana, cocaine, and heroin. And, and, and my life was messed up for 18 years. I went through seven 30-day programs. I tried everything it was to set myself free. I went through 30-day 30, 30 programs and seven of those programs. But I remember being uh, bound for all those years in and out of jail, and, and my life was messed up. But one thing that I thank God today that I had a praying mother. I had a praying mother that didn't give up. And a mother would say, Weeping man do it for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And I would go in and out of jail, get out of jail, go right back to the drugs, could never be set free. But I remember 27 years ago after being bound for 18 years, I was sitting in a detox center. I was up at Howard University Detox Center. I was up there withdrawing from heroin, cocaine, methadone, and my life was messed up. I had no hope sleeping in abandoned buildings in Washington, D.C., but this is why I thank God for ministry like Teen Challenge. I thank God for ministers that will go out to the highways and compel men and women to come in that the house may be filled. Those brothers came in that detox center I can remember like it was yesterday. One said, man, I was bound on drugs for 15 years. And he said these words. He said, but the Lord Jesus Christ changed my life. And what he's done for me, he can do for you. The other brother said he had been bound for 17 years. And he said, Jesus changed my life. And what he's done me, for me, he can do for you. And I looked at those brothers that night. And this is what I said. I said, God, what you've done for them, can you do it for me? I cried out to God. That was April the 12th, 7.30 p.m., 1989. 
after being a heroin addict, a cocaine addict, seven detox centers in and out of jail. But that night, April the 12th, 7.30 p.m., 1989, I gave my heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, and not one time have I returned back to drugs and alcohol, whom the Son of God set free. It's free indeed. God is able. Come on, church. I'm going to know God is able. God sets the captives free. God sets the captives free. He's able to work miracles. He's still the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. There is nothing too hard for my God. My God works miracles. Glory to God. Glory to God. And I give God all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. Because without him, none of this would be possible. And now today, going through the Teen Challenge Ministry, Ken was my counselor, went through the Teen Challenge Ministry, graduated, now I'm credentialed in the Simmons of God and traveling all over the world, headed up 23 missionary trips overseas, seeing thousands of people come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. I want my lovely wife to come and share what God lays on your heart. You're still the boss. Come on, Judge. How many got a boss? I seen them wives hitting their husbands inside. You better get your hand up. Glory to God. Phyllis never used a drug a day in her life. But I want to ask you a question. How many know when you go to jail, you got to call Colette? I saw some people hand up about halfway and looking around. Have you been to jail? You've been to jail. But I remember Phyllis telling me one day before I'd given my heart to Christ. She said, Gerald, if you don't get your life together, I'm going to leave you. And I said, you're not going anywhere. You've been in love with me since the seventh grade. You're not going anywhere. And I remember I came home. I was intoxicated before I'd given my heart to Christ. And Phyllis looked at me and said, you're high again. She packed her clothes and she went out the door. And these are the words she said. She said, Gerald, I'm putting you on the most ten wanted list. Get him Jesus. Get him Jesus. I'd get locked up. I'd call Phyllis. I'd send over to the jail. She said, good, click up. I said, you better get me a lawyer. You better get me a bondsman. You better come and see by me. She said, click up. I got out of jail one day. I said, I need $25 to look for a job. She said, click up. April the 12th, 7.30 p.m., 1989, when I made Jesus Lord of my life, I called Phyllis up on the phone. I said, Phyllis, don't hang up. Jesus. She said, let's talk, honey. Let's talk, honey. How many know we've been talking ever since? Glory to God. Amen. I first give honor to God, to Jesus Christ, whom I love with all of my heart. I give honor to Pastor Mike and his lovely wife, Sister Cindy, to all of the ministers and their spouses, to each and every one of you, our dear friends, uh, Pastor Ken and Sister Lorette, to my miracle husband, whom I still love so much. Glory to God. Take your time, honey. <laughs> the Bible says, except the Lord build the house, they're laboring in vain. And that's what we did. We uh, married at an early age, moved off to the big city of Washington, D.C., from West Virginia. And we just thought, I thought we were just going to live happily ever after. But he went into the military, came back. I did not know that he was on drugs, but he uh, managed to hide that for many, many years. And then all of a sudden, you know, after we had our so-called dream house built, 
that I thought we were going to live in for the rest of our life, uh, we lost everything behind the drug addiction because it had gotten just that bad. But, you know, more than wanting a house or a car or our landscaping business back, I just told God that I wanted my family. I just wanted a peace of mind. I just wanted to live a normal life. And God heard that prayer. But you know what? God had to save Phyllis. Gerald was on drugs and alcohol. No, I've never used drugs or alcohol. But you know, I needed a savior. I was so upset, always angry and just in a, in a big mess. And I called out to Jesus because I had gone to church all of my life. But I never had a relationship with Jesus Christ. Church, I just want you to know that you can't live this life without Jesus Christ. I don't care what your status is in the world. I don't care how old or how young you are. You're going to need Jesus Christ. And as I cried out to Jesus and he saved me, he heard my cry, he brought me up out of that horrible pit that I was in because I was in a state of depression and did not even know it. All I knew is I didn't want to see anybody. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I just wanted to be alone. But that feeling frightened me so bad that I cried out to Jesus. I asked him to help me. Would he just give me a peace? I wanted to be able to sleep because my husband would leave home and not come home for days, and I didn't know whether he was alive or whether he was dead. But I tell you, God began to do a work in my heart. He told me to do one thing. He said, pray for your husband. And I questioned uh, God a little bit on that because I said, like, God, he is the problem. I mean, I have to do all of this. But God wanted me to pray for him. And in that praying, I became, uh, began to heal because I had a lot of unforgiveness in my heart given the fact that, you know, here we are. We had worked so hard to get everything that I thought was supposed to help us live this American dream. I was thinking more of stuff than thinking of a soul. But I cried out to Jesus, and he healed me. And in the meantime, he was working on my husband. We were separated for three and a half years. I had to go and live with my sister in an apartment, and he was on the streets so wherever he was. But in the meantime, God was still working. A lot of times we can't see God working, but God loves us so much. I always think about God just picking us up no matter what age we are, and just rocking us and holding us like a baby. That's how much he cares for us when we need that help, when we cry out to him. But I know that God gave me a scripture during the worst time of our separation, and when I thought that he was already dead in the streets of Washington, D.C., he gave me Isaiah, the 43rd chapter, verses 18 and 19. He said, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. He said, Behold, I will do a new thing, and it shall spring forth, will you not know it? He said, I'm going to make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the deserts. And I didn't understand all of that, but I want you to know that the promise that God gives to you is the promise God keeps. And he has given us a new life. He's done uh, definitely a new thing in our life. He's done exceeding abundantly above all that I could even ask or think. And as he has saved us, he has allowed us to go and share our testimony, how God can take a marriage that we thought was definitely over and put it back together. And you know what? Do a new thing in me, do a new thing in him. 
That's why that marriage will be just the way that he meant for it to be, as we are obedient and put Jesus Christ the center of everything, because we got to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. God bless you this morning. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, okay. Praise the Lord. Uh, I want to thank God this morning for the moving of the Spirit of God and how God's moving and how God's doing great things and how he's pouring out his Spirit. How many want to help me run the enemy out of uh, uh, Minnesota? (laughs) My God, I travel so much, I don't know where I am. Amen. (laughs) Glory to God, but God is good and God is faithful. Amen. Uh, This morning, as we turn this morning, I'd like for you to turn to the book of Acts this morning. The book of Acts, glory to God, Acts chapter 2, I love the book of Acts, glory to God, Acts chapter 2, glory to God, how many want some filet mignon this morning, there's no hot dogs and pork and beans in God's word, glory to God, Acts chapter 2, I want to share something with you this morning about reaching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Reaching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I travel all over the world and every day of my life for the last 27 years, there's not many days went by that I have not led somebody to the Lord Jesus Christ. So this morning I want to show you a video uh, leading people to the Lord in McDonald's, Dairy Queen, uh, Starbucks, leading the general manager to the Lord, the car salesman, all over the world leading people to the Lord. So I want to show you that video for a minute. Man, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Church, we have a responsibility to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. The book of Acts, Acts chapter 2, we're going to look at verse 1 and 2. The word of God says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were setting. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, God, that your word even declares that heaven and earth shall pass away, but your word shall stand. God, I pray this morning for a great outpouring of the Spirit of God. I pray that not one person would leave out of here without knowing Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I pray, God, that you would revive us one more time. As the scripture declares in Psalms 85, verse 6, Will thou not revive us again that thou people, people may rejoice in thee? We thank you for victory this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Look at the person next to you this morning and said, Neighbor. Come on now, it's 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock. Look at his neighbor and said, Neighbor, we need the fire of God. Look at your other neighbor and said, Neighbor, we need the fire of God. Now turn around and look at the person behind you and said, Neighbor. Did you hear what that preacher said? We need the fire of God. How many believe we need the fire of God in our lives? Come on, church. 
How many believe we need the fire of God in our lives? Glory to God. When I think about Pentecost and I think about the fire of God, the pouring forth for the Holy Spirit is an event that occurred many years ago, over 2,000 years ago on the day of Pentecost. And I believe that in these last days that we need the Spirit of God in our lives like never before. When I looked at the scriptures and I began to study and I began to pray, there's a word that sticks out to me in this particular text. It is found in verse 2. And it says, and suddenly. When I think about suddenly, I thought about that word and it caught my attention. They were together, together in one place and suddenly. Suddenly means that it happened without warning in a short space of time. The kingdom comes shortly. Suddenly. The kingdom can break out right here and right now. Church, we need a genuine move of God. When I think about it, it can happen suddenly. It suddenly happened uh, when Jesus was baptized. It suddenly happened when Jesus was born. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2, verse 13 and 14, And suddenly there was with the angels the multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth and goodwill towards men. It suddenly happened when Paul, when uh, name was changed from Saul to Paul. The Bible says in Acts chapter 9, verse 3 and 5, And as he journeyed, he came to the masters, and suddenly there shone around about him a light from heaven. And the Bible teaches us even when Paul and Silas was in prison. I looked that word up and the Bible teaches us in Acts 16, 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison was shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands was loosened. How many believe that it can come through here this morning like a rushing mighty wind. It can happen suddenly today. We can feel God's presence like never before because he was he has promised that we will be filled. How many believe when you are full of the spirit of the living God no devil in hell can stop you when you are full of the spirit of the living God. I got good news for you this morning. People say well brother Mahan how do you handle how did you stay off of drugs how do you be, be victorious let me tell you how I'm victorious today. It's all because of Jesus Christ. And when I got changed 27 years ago, it suddenly happened. And how many believe that God can move in this house and you can be set free today and whom the Son of God set free? It can happen. Come on, church. Go into God. It can happen. Go into God. If God did it then, how many know he'll do it today? Amen. God's timing is only determines on us. The condition of our hearts and the willingness to let go and let God. When you let go and let God, how many know something that's going to happen? Come on, church. Let me know when you let go and let God. That old devil try to beat you down. He'll try to say you'll never stay on fire. You'll never be victorious. You'll never make it. 27 years ago, the enemy said you'll never be anything but a drug addict. But I got good news for you. My God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. And I read over in Romans 8.31. 
why the Bible says if God be for us, who can be against us? God can take the worst sinner. He can take the worst drug addict and put the spirit of God in it and save him and deliver him and put him on fire for God. Do I have any fireballs in this house? Come on, church. Do I have any fireballs in this house? Come on, church. Do I have any fireballs in this house? Come on, fire. Fire. My God, I wish that devil would try something. Come on, church. Go with the God. You get on fire for God when the day of Pentecost, it came through like a rushing mighty wind. I was witnessing to a young man here not too long ago. He was in town in Washington, D.C. He was sleeping on the grates. And he looked at me and I said, man, you know, God can change your life. He looked at me and he said, man, you're so clean. You've never been on anything. He said, man, you never use drugs. And I said, man, let me tell you this. Man, I was on Wild Ivy's Rose, Thunderbird, Jack Daniels, MD 2020, Budweiser, Coke 45. I never made it up to Michelob because it cost too much money. He looked at me and said, man, can God deliver you? Can God deliver me? Can God deliver me? I said, brother, let me tell you. I went through seven 30-day programs in and out of jail. I tried AA, NA, nay, nay, may, nay, e, nay, fake it till you make it. Keep coming back. But I went to a man named Jesus Christ one time, and it changed my life by the power of the almighty God. Somebody ought to give God some praise right now. Come on, church. How many believe God can change your life? God can change your life. Glory to God. I'll preach myself happy. Come on, on, church. Glory to God. Glory to God. How many believe we need to be on fire for God? One, two, three. Come on. If you don't have your hand up, I'm coming to get you. Come on, church. How many believe we need to be on fire for God? Glory to God. Be on fire for God when I think about the promise of the Holy Spirit today. The promise. We know that God is faithful. We know that God works miracles. When I think about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says in Matthew 3, 11, Glory to God, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mighty than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy, Holy Spirit and with fire. The Bible says in Matthew 1, 8, I indeed have baptized you with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. I got good news for you this morning, church. When we stand on the word of God, we will be victorious. We will be more than conquerors. We can fight the battle and just remember the day when the enemy comes in like a flood that the spirit of the living God will raise up a standard. You might be here this morning saying, preacher, I struggle. I go through the fire. I'm free for a while and then I go back. I got good news for you today. You're going to leave out of here victorious, set free, and you will testify. Second Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new preacher. Old things have passed away and behold all things become new. Not only am I a new man but I mess around and got filled with the Holy Ghost and with fire and no devil in hell is going to put this fire out. Do I have any fireballs in the house today? Come on church. Do I have any fireballs in the house today? 
Come on, do I have any five balls? Do I have any five balls in the house today? Glory to God. Glory to God. When you get on fire for God, how many know I go to sleep on fire for God? Come on, church. I go to bed quoting scripture. Glory to God. I was in the bed some few years back, and I go to bed and I quote scripture. I was in the bed and ate two big pork chops. Come on, church. Come on, church. How many know you dream all night long when you eat pork chop? I was in the bed. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. God, I don't always understand, but all things, Romans 8, 28, all things work together for the good to them that love God and are called according to His purpose. God, Acts 1, 8, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost to come up on you. You shall be my witness in Jerusalem, the dear of man, the uttermost parts of the earth. God, the Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, lean not to the own understanding, but acknowledge you in all thy ways, and you shall direct the path. God, David said, I was young and now I'm old. I've never seen a righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging bed. God, Philippians 4, 19, but my God says, supply all my need according to his riches and glory in Christ. By that time, Philip was hit me in the side. I said, roll over, Gerald. Glory to God. I said, the Bible said, why have submit yourself unto the Lord for this? Is... For this is right in the Lord. Glory to God. God, I don't always understand, but one day the sound of the trumpet, the dead in Christ arise first, and we which alive and remain shall be caught up and meet him in the air. A few minutes, Phyllis was laying over, and she was snoring up a storm. <laughs> Go to God. I hid in the side. I said, roll over. She said, the Bible said, when two or three gather in his name, there he is in the midst. <laughs> Go to God. I got good news, church. Well, you got that kind of fire. How many know no devil in hell coming in your house? No devil in hell coming in your mind? You are so full of the word of God. You stand on the word of God. I got good news for your church when we study to show ourselves approved unto God a workman that need not be ashamed but rightly divine the word of truth what changed my life was the word of God and the Bible says in Philippians 1 6 being very confident in this one thing he was begun a good work in you he will perform it completed until the day of Jesus Christ the Bible says in Romans chapter 12 be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable perfect will of God I got good news for you this morning. I'm not just a conqueror but I'm more than a conqueror. I can do all things through Christ who strengthen me. Do I have any victorious Christians in this house today? If you are victorious let me see you give God some praise right now. Come on church. I'm victorious. Come on. I'm victorious. I'm victorious. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We need the fire of God. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I want some of that fire. Glory to God. Glory to God. My God, I might preach at 3 o'clock today. I heard somebody say, you got all that fire, you're going to be here by yourself too. But we need the fire of God. Look what the Bible says. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. The Holy Spirit was shared in creation. The Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the dead. The Bible says in Romans 8, 11, But the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your more bodies by the spirit that, quickens, that, that dwells in you. 
I got good news for you this morning. How many know that God still works miracles? Come on, church. How many believe God still works miracles? Glory to God. Glory to God. On the day of Pentecost, when it came through like a rushing mighty wind, the Holy Spirit will cause us to bear fruit in our lives. Just think about this for a minute. When is the last time you shared your faith with somebody? Think about it for a minute. When is the last time you told somebody about Jesus? Let me tell you this. I was going through the drive-in McDonald's the other week, and I was so fired up in, in Phyllis and Gerald, you know, let's get something. I said, well, let's get, they had two uh, fish sandwiches for $2. I said, oh, my God, that's the way to go. Come on, church. <laughs> Glory to God. Come on, church. <laughs> two for two. Come on, church. Glory to God. So I paid the lady at the first window. I looked at her, and I had my money in my hand. And I told her, I said, you know, Jesus loves you with an everlasting love. And glory to God. She was trying to get my money out of my hand. I said, I'm not going to give you your money until you give your heart to Jesus. Glory to God. And then she said, the line is long. I said, well, the line is going to be long when they stand before God. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess. He's Lord to the glory of the Father. Glory to God. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. The Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. I said, but the Bible says, glory to God. In 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I said, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. The Bible says in Luke 19, 10, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. She said, are you going to pay for your meal? I said, you give your heart to Jesus, and then I'm going to pay for my meal. Glory to God. Then she looked at me. She said, well, what must I do to be saved? I said, my God, I wouldn't have had to quote so much scripture if you would have said that five minutes ago. <laughs> Glory to God. She bows down, gives her heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. I go to the next drive-in to, to, to pick my order up, and I look at her, and I said, are you saved? She said, I'm a backslider. I said, well, the Bible says in Luke 15, 4, Jesus said, if I had a hundred sheep, and one go astray. I'll leave the 99 to go get that one. I said, the Bible says in John 14, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, I'm in a mansion, but not so I would have told you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That there I am, you may be also. I said, Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man come to the Father but by me. She said, hold on a minute. Pull over to the side. I'm going to bring your order outside. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. So she comes outside. She she tells me a story that she's bound and I say God can set you free right here by the power of God she bows down to one who gives her heart to Christ tears coming down her eyes and next thing I know I saw her in church Sunday and she said I want you to know thank you for stopping at McDonald's and I gave my heart to the Lord Jesus Christ and now I'm going to serve God the rest of my life I got good news for your church when you're on fire for God how many know you can't keep that thing to yourself you're going to tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord you're going to share your faith. The Bible says in Acts 1.8, but you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the other most parts of the earth. So when God fills us as a church, and he fills us and fills us with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we ought to be witnesses for Christ and never be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. People say, well, Brother Mahan, I'm not fired up like you. How many know you don't have to be a Gerald Mahan, but we should be a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, that brother may have something, man. 
Glory to God. But we got to be a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. When you're on fire for God, you can't keep that thing to yourself. I got good news for your church. On the day of Pentecost, when it came through like a Russian mighty wind, and there was 120 in upper room, and they were all filled with the spirit of the living God, they broke bread together, they fellowshiped together, they went forth, they was not defeated. And I got good news for you today. You might be here today, might be going through a little test, might be going through a little fire, but I got good news for you. You are right on the verge of a breakthrough. God is going to restore back everything the devil stole. God is going to give it back to you. Come on church. God is going to save the household. He's going to save your family. Is anybody ready for an old Holy Ghost spirit filled revival? Come on church. Do I have anybody? Come on. Anybody ready for a spirit filled revival? Come on, church. Hallelujah. God can do anything when you're on fire for God. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor. Ouch. When you're on fire for God, you can't stop. Amen. Glory to God. I got good news for you. That devil tried to beat me down with my past 27 years ago. The enemy tried to beat me down and say, you will never be able to remember scripture. Your mind is burnt up. You will never quote scripture. You will never be victorious. Your marriage will never be restored. Your credit will never be restored. But I said to the devil, I said, I read over in Luke chapter 4, after Jesus had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, you came to him and asked him, oh, stupid question and said if thou be the son of God command the stone to be made bread but Jesus came back and said it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God how many believe that God's word is powerful it's still powerful come on church it's still powerful it's still powerful somebody ought to feel what I feel here today God's word is still powerful it will encourage it will build you up it's powerful I love it 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 let me tell you this church when you on fire for God don't put the fire out go forth and you will be victorious some people I took a guy with me one day guy got filled and he got filled and he said brother Mahan I want to go out with you to a restaurant many years back. And he, he got touched in a service and he said, Brother Man, I want to take you out to eat. But you gotta promise me one thing. You gotta be cool. <laughs> Come on. I said, okay, I'll be cool. <laughs> Took me to Cracker Barrel. Come on, church. How many know I love Cracker Barrel? Come on, church. Glory to God. So one guy, he looked at me. He said, man, you got a big beer gut on you. I said, man, that's not a beer gut. That's a chicken coop. Come on, church. Glory to God. <laughs> this guy, he said, Gerald, I want to take you out. So I said, okay, come on. I'll go. I'll be cool. So he takes me out to the Cracker Barrel, and he opens the door, and I walk in like this. <laughs> you cool. You cool. He said, I'm not talking about that kind of cool. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Brother Mahan, you be cool. Glory to God. So I ate real good. 
ate all my good stuff that I ate. Glory to God. Then I looked at the waiter and I said, do you know Jesus as your Savior? He said, Brother Mahan, I told you to be cool. Then to be cool. Be cool. So next thing I led the waitresses to the Lord to give the heart to Christ. And then I asked him to pray. Glory to God. He started praying. He must have prayed 10 minutes. Come on, church. Glory to God. He said, Brother Mahan, this feel good. Can we go somewhere else and get some more? Glory to God. He was so fired up. He couldn't keep that thing to himself. I got good news, church. When you get one genuine touch from God, your life will never be the same when you share the faith. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. And I believe without a shadow of a doubt that we need to take back everything the devil stole. How many know America needs an old-fashioned Holy Ghost Spirit-filled revival? We need to get back to the things of God and we will see signs, wonders, and miracles will take place. Is anybody ready for Pentecost? Is anybody ready for a move of the Spirit of God? Come on, church. I believe my God can heal. My God can save. My God can deliver. He is a miracle-working God. They were filled with the Spirit of God. And they went forth, house to house, breaking bread. And they saw great things happen for the glory of God. And this morning, I believe without a shadow of a doubt, that God wants to fill some people this morning. God wants to save some people. This is your day. This is your hour. Jesus loves you with an everlasting love. I want every head bowed. I'm going to obey the spirit of God. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Don't look around to the left or the right. But I feel God here this morning. Father, I thank you this morning. Thank you that, God, before I go any further, I want to say thank you for saving me. I want to thank you for delivering me. God, perhaps there are some here that are struggling this morning, saying, oh, God, where are you? It's no coincidence that you're here this morning. We overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Father, this morning, in Jesus' name, right where you are sitting, just you and God. Don't look around to the left, but right where you are sitting, just you and God. And you would say, Evangelist Mahan, I want to know that I can go to heaven. I want to know without a shadow of a doubt that I can go to heaven and my name could be written in the book of life. The Bible teaches us today is the day of salvation. God, one of the greatest decisions I ever made in my life when I was sitting in that seat and I held my hand up 27 years ago. I want to thank you for that. And right where you are sitting, just you and God, and you would say, Evangelist Mahan, I want to make Jesus Lord of my life. I want to know that I can go to heaven. I don't want maybe, but I want to know. Slip that hand up and say, pray for me. Slip it up. Slip it up. Slip it up. Thank you. I see that hand. I see the other hand. I see the other hand on the left. Keep it up. I see the other hand. I see the other hand. I see the other hand. Keep it up high. Keep it up high. Don't be ashamed. Greatest decision I ever made in my life is when I held my hand up that day. If you're here today, and you would say, Evangelist Mahan, I grew up in church, but right now I'm not where I should be. Tonight, I want, today I want a fresh start. I want to rededicate my life to Christ. Yeah. 
Right where you are sitting, just you and God, you would say, that's me. I want a fresh start. Slip that hand up and say, pray for me. Slip it up. Slip it up. Don't let pride hold you back. Slip it up. Don't be ashamed. Come on, hands are going up. Don't be ashamed. Don't let pride hold you back. Today is your day. Father, thank you for all these hands that are up right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I give you praise and glory and honor. God, there is none like you. This day, while every head is bowed, I want to do something. Every hand that went up, I want you to look up at me. Every hand that went up, just look up at me. Every hand that went up, look up at me. Everyone Jesus called, he called publicly. I want you to step out that seat and walk down this aisle. Come. Every hand that went up, come. Come. If you held your hand up, come. Come to Jesus. Come. Come to Jesus. Come. He's the answer. Come to Jesus. Come on up, son. Come on up, son. Come on up, son. Come on up, son. Come to Jesus. Let me say this this morning. Look at me for a minute, church. Look at me for a minute. I still sense in my spirit right now that there's still five more people in this house right now that's not sure whether your name is written in that book of life. And today you can make sure. Five more people in here. If you'll come forth, God will change your life. Come. Come. Don't be ashamed. Come. Come. Don't be ashamed. Come. Come. Don't be ashamed. Come. 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 Look at me for a minute. You know what the enemy will do? He will say, stay. Don't do that. Pride. Let me say this. You're not promised tomorrow. One day, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that he's Lord to the glory of the Father. If you're not 100% sure that your name is in that book of life for eternal life, step out your seat and come. I want to pray a prayer. Come. Here come one. Here come one. Here come another one. Come. Come. Come another little young fellow. There's still one more. Come. Come. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Come. 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 Look at me for a minute. You see me running and jumping and shouting. But I love God with all my heart. I love God with all my heart. The greatest things and the greatest decision that you ever make in your life is the decision you're making this morning to give your heart to Jesus. The Bible says this in Romans 10, 9, and 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart, that God is raising from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man is made unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The Bible says in Romans 10, 13, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not maybe, but shall be saved. So today, you're giving your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, 100%. Amen? 
You want that? If you want that, let me see you nod your head. Congregation, stretch your hands for. Right here at this altar, lift your hands up like this. And I want you to pray this prayer with me right here at this altar. Pray this prayer. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I confess that I am a sinner. And I ask you, Jesus, to forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. Jesus, I thank you for saving my soul. Thank you for setting me free this day in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, give God some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. Somebody ought to give God some praise. Come on, church. Give me five, brother. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let me say this. Let me say this. Look at me very carefully. When I got saved 27 years ago, there was a little short man that I started going to church, a little similar God church, and his name was Mike Zello Sr. Real little short man. I share this all over the world. Real little short man. Real little short man. Short. He told me, he said, now, Brother Mahan, you done got saved. You got to get baptized now. I said, I said, I got to get baptized. I've been saved long. He said, yeah, you got to get baptized. I said, I want to ask you one question. If you baptize me, how long are you going to hold me down the water? <laughs> Real little short man. You know what he said? I hold them down to how much sin they got in their life. <laughs> I said, man, you're going to drown me, man. Come on, sir. But how many know I got baptized? Came up out that water. And I'm still serving God today. Get baptized. Get planted in the church. Get in the word of God. Get connected to the local church. This church will love you. Pastor Mike is a great teacher. Great man of God. Walks in the spirit of God. Teaches the word. His staff teaches the word. You need to be in the house of God. Look at the person next to you. Say neighbor. Look at the person next to you. Say neighbor. Say that brother Mayhem putting it on me this morning. (laughs) Amen. But I'm telling you, and you can look at me right now. In 27 years, you can count on one hand that I have not been in church on Sunday morning. Just like I used to go after drugs, I go to the house of God. Whether I'm preaching or not, I'm in the house of God. Stay in the house of God. Stay close to God and stay on fire for God. And God will use you. Come here, man. I want you to do something. I want you to look at me and say, Brother Mahan. Brother Mahan. Show me what them angels doing in heaven. Show me what them angels doing in heaven. Right now. Right now. Say, come on, Brother Mahan. Come on, Brother Mahan. Show me. Show me. Show me what those angels doing. Show me what them angels say, doing. Say, congregation. Congregation. Ask Brother Mahan. Ask Brother Mahan. What those angels doing in heaven. What them angels doing in heaven. <laughs> say, come on, Brother Mahan. Come on, Brother Mahan. Show me. Show me. Come on, church. How many know the angels in heaven are rejoicing? Come on, church. The angels in heaven are rejoicing. Come on, church. Come on, church. 
Come on, church. Angels in heaven are rejoicing. Glory. New names. New names. New names are written down in glory. Pastor Mike, I don't know where to go from here. Maybe. I want to turn it back over to you. I don't want to follow this. <laughs> Amen. You may be seated. And I just want to encourage you, if you do not have a church that's your home church, or if you happen to be in a church that you're not hearing the Word of God, we invite you to come and check us out. And I expect all of you to be quoting Scripture like Brother Mahan in six weeks. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Well, I told you I was going to get saved this week. <laughs> We're, we want to uh, just thank the Lord for what He does. You know, in the Word in Ephesians, it tells us, see, one of the gifts that He gives to the church is the evangelist. And uh, if you didn't know what an evangelist looked like, <laughs> you might have a clue now. <laughs> and there's people in here that are called to be evangelists. You're not called to be Brother Gerald, but you're called to be evangelists. And we're all called to evangelize. So I just want to encourage you. You know, young guys, young gals, if you feel called to be an evangelist, I want you, before you leave today, to come to Brother Mahan and bother him and ask him to lay hands on you and just to pray an impartation on you, okay? Matter of fact, I want to do that. When we dismiss, I want you guys and gals that feel called to that evangelistic thing. It's something more than just a desire to share out of obedience. I want you to come forward right afterwards, and we're going to just do that, okay? And we get to be a part of what this man and woman of God get to do all over the world by our giving of an offering and through our prayers. So we're going to receive an offering at this time uh, to bless him. If you're going to write a check, just write it out to VCC. Uh, the entire offering, anything you give, Israel, I just want to encourage you, anything you give will go 100% to them and to use in their ministry how they feel led by the Lord. So if uh, a couple of other guys maybe want to come on up and help out with this, let's pray first. Father, we thank you and we rejoice with the angels. God, I thank you for every single person God, that made a first-time commitment or made a rededication. God, and for each one of us that we're here this morning and hearing this word of exhortation to fulfill the commands of your word, to share the good news of the gospel, Lord, I pray that the enemy will not be able to use fear, intimidation, that fear of rejection, to hold us back from sharing the good news. Lord, I praise you and thank you for Brother Phyllis, Brother Gerald and Sister Phyllis, God, and their ministry that you've called them to, for the way that you have changed their lives and changed the lives of everybody that they come in contact with. We just thank you, Lord, that we can be a part of their ministry through giving out of the abundance that you have blessed us with. So I pray, Father, you will bless each one as they give in obedience to your spirit. And we pray your continued blessing on our brother and sister. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Just want to, again, encourage you that if you've made a first-time decision, we'd love to hear that, but I want to encourage you to share it with somebody. You don't need to do it right this instant, but share it with somebody. Tell them what you've done. Confess. Be, let your testimony. You'll be amazed how powerful your testimony is. Yes. Combine it with Scripture, and it's 
like dynamite, like Gerald. Yes. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for today. Yes, Lord. We thank you for all that you have done, all that Lord you're doing, and all that you are going to do. You are amazing. We thank you for your son, Jesus, yes. taking on our sin, becoming a curse on our behalf, to taking on him all of the wrath of God that we deserved, Yes. that we can be forgiven, be redeemed and restored to relationship with you. God, we praise you for that. Lord, I thank you for each life here. God, I thank you for what you're going to be doing in the days ahead. Yes. Lord, I pray that those divine appointments, God, that we, we be quick to respond. Yes. God, that we be quick to take advantage of those yes. opportunities, knowing, God, that you are preparing hearts before we ever yes. get there. Yes. So, Lord, I pray as we go our separate way today and this week, God, we go with our spiritual antenna high. God, be, be discerning. Yes. Give us that greater and greater discernment, yes. Father God, that there is a hurting world out there and we have yes. the good news. We have the solution. Yes. Lord, I pray your protection over us. Cool. Watch over us. Keep us yes. safe. Yes, Lord. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for coming. And those of you that would like to be prayed over for an impartation, please just come on up here, okay? Amen. I want to just thank everybody. You, you, you are dismissed, but you can sit there as long as you'd like. Amen. Amen. Want a gift of evangelism? Yeah, right. Amen. Amen. Will somebody get those names of people that you don't know that gave their heart to Christ? Okay.